Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our show is... Troy Brady with the Office of Energy and Sustainability. Welcome, Welcome Troy. Troy. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So what is your actual title and what do you do in the Office of Energy and Sustainability? My actual title is, I guess you'd say that I'm the Director of Energy and Sustainability. It might be an over-glamorization to say the department. Myself and my student worker, Jake, are currently the entire um, directory and our department. Not, not to say that, uh, that we don't, we're mighty. We get a lot done with the two of us. My, Jake is wonderful as far as helping me out in the field. And I'm kind of the coordinator of those projects and those works. Basically, if it has to do with you, the utilities that get used on campus, that whether that be the electricity, the gas, the water, the steam, I help to coordinate and use those in the most efficient way possible. And, and the sustainability side of things, I've, I've picked up on that department from where my predecessor, John View, diligently to try to improve the practices and the processes that we use in our day-to-days that a lot of us don't think about. And it's, it's important that I think that we have someone that is in that position and be mindful of how those decisions impact not just us, but our extended community. I mean, because that is what we are here in the Northwest, is we're kind of a city within the city, and we need to be able to monitor ourselves and meter ourselves and make sure that we're doing everything that we can do to improve. What are some of the things we do here at Northwest when it comes to you know sustainability? I know we have the renewable energy programs. Some of our, our viewers and listeners may not be aware of that. Can you kind of walk through some of the things Northwest does with that? A lot of, our, a lot of what we're doing is energy conservation. And through that process, through those thoughts uh, and those ideas, Northwest has actually invested extensively and continues to invest extensively in alternative energies. We, we feel like we have been on the pioneering edge of a lot of, a lot of technologies over the years. Our wood chips that we use, our pellets, those were junk products. Those were waste items you know, 40 years ago when that technology was developed right here on this campus. Patents and programs that you know didn't exist before were born right here in the processes that we use. Um, we are we have solar. We are extensively looking into expansions of that. We have wind energy that we cooperate with the local wind for wind farms. Um, we had we have had in the past an operational wind turbine of our own, but unfortunately, as technology grows, then you know we have to move away from certain things and. That's part of the process we do here, too, is understanding what doesn't work for us anymore. We recently had to get rid of the pellet program because, quite honestly, that paper that we were making pellets out of was way more useful in a lot of other processes that didn't exist 40 years ago. The masks that a lot of folks are wearing right now are from papers that are recycled from this community. I mean, we sell tons and tons of cardboard and recycled paper to third-party vendors that are turned into N95 masks, you know, all over the world. I'm very proud of the fact, it's not my feather to, to wear, but it, I'm very proud of the fact that this university recycles or reuses 70% of what would be waste. It's, you know, the recyclables, it's paper, it's, it's everything that we use. It's the scrap metals that come out of the process of a place that has, you know, over 300 acres on its primary campus that, uh, you know, we, we can't undersell what uh, all those departments do that are involved in that. How do you monitor electricity, steam, 
water? Do you have a dashboard? Like what types of tools do you use in your, in your role? I use quite a few. I actually have several dashboards. We have a multi-generational facility. And with the technology that was very good in the 1940s, it may not be so great now. And looking at integrating those things as part of what this office works with, involved with capital, involved with facility services, maintenance. So yes, I have computer dashboards that I look at. A lot of it's old school. We go out and we look at the things in the field and we get our we get our hands dirty. But we are looking at centralizing a lot more of those processes. Currently, that as I look at my other monitor over here, I get, I get alarms and I get notifications from about four dashboards right now that, you know, and I can monitor about, oh, I'd say about 60%, 70% of the energy uses on campus without going out. Now you've been around Northwest for a lot longer than you've had this position. You know, I personally, I've known you since uh, I was in high school and you worked with the Upper Bound program here. Do you want to talk about maybe some of your experiences, like how you found Northwest and, you know, how you came to, to the university? It may sound odd to say it this way, but Northwest was my first babysitter. <laughs> My mother actually introduced me to campus. My mother was a student many years ago here on campus back in the 70s. She'd probably kill me if I said what exact year that was, so we're not going to do that. But my mother worked on campus for Aramore Food Services. And, you know, I at my eight, nine, ten years old, Northwest was my daycare. You know, I was walking the halls and, you know, visiting the Arboretum when I was just a wee lad. And uh, then I actually started taking classes here uh, during my high school life for advanced credit or share dual credit and things like that. You know, I would take classes during the summer months. I've, I've been a participant of our Upward Bound uh, before it was TRIO. And then I actually, for a short time, I attended another university, graduated out of high school, but then I returned to Northwest. I haven't completed my degree yet because my career path actually took me in a different direction. The uh, professional life is actually where I ended up going into. So but yeah, I've been at Northwest for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say the exact number of years either, but let's 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 say I'm in my fourth decade of my Northwest experience. Tell us about your thought process and why you went into the trade that you went into. Honestly, the first trade I went into was because of money. Um, it, it, it's a driving force in all of our lives, whether we like to admit it or not. Um, it's much easier to have a conscience and and do things fun if you don't have to worry about your finances. So I actually went into the concrete trade of all things. I, 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 I rather enjoyed it, actually. It was manual labor. It was tough. It was hard on me, but I enjoyed the heck out of my time doing it. And I met some very good friends that I shared to this, I have this day in that trade. Then I moved on to electrical work, con- you know, concrete work seasonal. So, you know, everybody needs their lights on 12 months out of the year and concrete, you know, you're good for seven to nine. So I was actually moved into the electrical trade and used some of my experience that I received in high school with working with my stepfather on projects and whatnot. Um, did that actually very successfully, I feel like, for, what, oh gosh, 21 years, 22 years before coming to Northwest. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, and then I became a maintenance person in my electrical role here at Northwest. Any wisdom, words of wisdom for a student maybe who's looking, you know, I'm I'm working here, but I or I'm studying at college, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm interested in a trade or something like words of wisdom, things that you think might be helpful for young people. The motto that I've tried to live by is that uh, you can you can get anything out of anything that you do. Uh, every experience can be valuable, whether it be a particularly good experience or particularly bad experience. So Look for those things. Look for those chances to learn. Work can be fun. I find it, you know, the idle hands philosophy. I I adhere to that. I try to anyway, that uh, if you stay busy, if you stay active and you enjoy, genuinely enjoy what you do, then it doesn't have to feel like work to do it. But 
always look for those opportunities to learn. I, I've always told myself, if I'm not learning where I'm at, then maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So, and so, yeah, and there's learning opportunities out there. You just have to keep your eyes open to them. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. I see students do that all the time. They kind of, they see jobs kind of in two paths and some jobs they see as less than. And I think a lot of times the trades fall in there and that, like you can have a bachelor's degree in philosophy and be an electrician. Like those two things oh, are not mutually exclusive. So, yeah, so yeah it's, it's interesting sometimes students kind of will self- take themselves out of thoughts of jobs and career paths because they don't think that it aligns with what they've done. But if it's, they're interested in it and it's something they enjoy to do, then you can make a good living in there. And there's, we need electricians, we need plumbers, we need people to, to keep the lights on in the buildings, you know, and, and yeah, those are not less than. I've had those conversations, you know, about, oh gosh, the the organization I was with in St. Joseph, you know, we, out of our entire employee base, there was probably 25 to 30% of them that had a bachelor's degree in one philosophy or another. I think what that education does is, is that it tunes your mind to being willing to learn, to being willing to expand. And especially in the electrical trade, and I know this is the case with many of the other trades, the idea that those are stagnant that they, you get to a certain level and you stop. Uh, I'm very frustrated by the fact that, oh, the journeyman certification or the apprenticeship certification, or in some cases, the master certification in some trades, that's not the pinup. Never is the title the pinup. You have got to constantly be willing to adapt to the new technologies. So I enjoy this position so much because Northwest has literally asked me to do what I hope you know, through my processes of my life, I've trained myself to this point that I'm like, I'm always looking for that next thing. Now, sometimes it's a horrible idea, but it deserves the diligence of looking into it. So, and that's, that's the, that's the really fulfilling thing about this job is that they're giving me an outlet for all of the tinkering, if you will, that I've done over the years. So yeah, don't, don't ever, don't ever think about, you know, it just because it, it doesn't come with a certification or it doesn't come with a, an accolade or it, it, it's still value. It's and it, it, as long as it's value to you, you're the one that you've got to uh, live with every day. I think that's part of why we like the work that we do, right? Because we're constantly responsible for keeping ourselves like seeking new opportunities and new avenues and and innovating, really, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very well said. I know also you've been very involved, Troy, not just in, in your regular position at Northwest, your, you know, your paid job, but you've also been involved with like the staff council and, and different things like that. Do you want to talk about some of those experiences? I have always felt like service was important. And if it's not a service to yourself, because that's the number one, you've got to take care of yourself. But if you can be of a service to those around you, I know it's kind of cliche, but I always think about communities and how the circles overlap. And I love the fact that service through the staff council, um, I've been a local school board member as well. Every time you do those things, you get to expand that circle. And, you know, if the things that I can do as staff council can assist my coworkers, you know, they, there's 400 staff, over 400 staff members here at Northwest Missouri State University. Sometimes we need help to, to have our opinion shared. Sometimes we need help and support from our coworkers outside of the norm. I'm amazed every day by the, the people that are dedicated completely and wholeheartedly uh, in their work to Northwest and to the students here. And it's just another outlet for me to share, hopefully share in what little I can do. I, I don't ever feel like it's enough, but I do feel like the work we've done at staff council with uh, ad- advancing conditions for our fellow staff members, for students, for faculty here at Northwest has been uh, some of the work that I valued the most here. 
I technically get paid to do it, but it, it does, it, it, it feels like more than just pay. It, it feels great to know that, you know, some of that work has actually helped, uh, help the university, help the staff and help the, you know, the employees here. How much does Northwest spend on things like electricity or water or like, tell, get, can we get a sense of like, the magnitude of the cost of running a, a small city? My short answer, too much. <laughs> they spend too much. This is the best job in the world for me to exercise my, what I call my dad gene, because I've been yelling at my children for years to shut the lights off. And so it's amazing the number of uh, opportunities uh, and challenges we have here at Northwest when it comes to that. We are a small city. I said that earlier. Our utility bill is very good at illustrating that point. The amount of electricity that we use on an annual basis would quite literally stagger you. Uh, beyond the budget. So let's go beyond the budget because uh, we can all look at government documents and you know state documents and see those numbers. But you have a campus with primary services of huge build, a big building, seventeen you know buildings over twenty thousand square feet of seventeen of them, eighteen of them that just those buildings alone, you could probably power half of the city of Maryville on a daily basis. We use a lot of steam, a lot of steam. Um, and it's one of our older systems. So I can't give you the exact numbers on it, but I can also tell you that given the volume that we push out, we could probably heat most of Maryville with the amount of steam that we use because we, we use a lot. Uh, we use it for domestic water. We use it for heating. We use it for a lot of our cooking processes there at the union. So we have buildings on campus that have $20,000 electric bills every month, you know, so your, your home bill probably runs somewhere between 150 and 300, depending on what time you took buildings you have. Our water bill, I actually did the math on this one here a while back. We could fill three Olympic swimming pools a day on the water that we use every day. So when we think, oh, the amount that I use or the amount that we use for this function or that isn't that much, but you got to remember that we have 700 employees here on campus. We have any given day, we could have, you know, up to 7,000 students here on campus. A thousand of those are live on, live in residence. So yeah, it's, it's a lot. It, it's massive. Here's my, here's the, here's the sad truth. If I can knock 1% off of that a year, I'm ecstatic. I'm feeling pretty good about myself because it's hard when you look at the amount of utilities that we use and everything's critical. Everything that we do here is important. The thing I run into is, is that where do I find those savings? You know, because I know that everything we do here is very important to the students, to the faculty, to the staff, making those reductions without making them feel like cuts. That's the show. That's the struggle I run. I told myself when I got this position that I wasn't going to be the, the person that everybody dreaded seeing walk into their space. I don't feel like so far anyway, that I'm getting that feeling from most of my coworkers. I hope they see that I'm just trying to be, because that's the thing, I, I've told many a, many a person, the dollar I save is the dollar that we probably spend on new technologies. It's how we reinvent Northwest for the next generation. We have to be mindful. We have to be cognizant of, of our impact. I think we always were, but I think we need to refresh that and understand and recognize that the work we do is important, but the work we do has an effect. There's, a, there's always a cause and there's always an effect and we are the cause. So we have to be, we have to affect the change. And I know we can because push comes to shove, Northwest and its employees have always come together when, when there's a task at hand. Office title seldom means a lot, you know, when, when the work really has to happen here. At Northwest. That's, that's the one thing in my four decades 
here that I, I have noticed over and over again. So you mentioned already that Northwest, like 70% of our stuff is recycled instead of wasted. So where do you see, where do you see us in the future? Where do you want us to be a year down the line, two years down the line? You know, if you had a magic lamp and you could rub it and get whatever you wanted, what, what, what would you have us do? I mean, it sounds like we're already doing really well. So we, we are doing very well. And, and see, that is part of the struggle because the people that have come before me, uh, John View, Dan Boyd, you know, all the gentlemen and all the people that have worked in facilities and across campus have done amazing work. But what I see uh, that we can do is, is that we're still missing some things. That 30% still accounts for tons and tons of waste that leaves this campus. You've seen some of that work already happen. Uh, I'm not saying that it was completely this office's responsibility or, or credit to take, but the hand dryers that you see across campus coming in. Now, some of the statistics that were prepared for that evaluation that on an annual basis, we could have covered the football field 30 layers deep with paper towels that, that, still, were, that still are part of that 30%. We, we do a good job of controlling the food waste here on campus, but I think we could do better. Currently exploring options as far as a, a good composting system. So that, that is a beneficial product, not only for us, but for the community at large. I mean, that's nutrition that can be reused over and over again, you know, for different purposes. All alternative energy projects, I'm, I'm heavily looking into small-scale wind energy right now and making sure that it's going to be a feasible product for Northwest, uh, that it's aesthetically and, you know, environmentally not going to be um, a detrimental impact because I we have to be cognizant of, you know, these new technology, emerging technologies, what their impact is on you know, Northwest, because we do have a legacy to maintain, you know, we have the Arboretum and we have, beyond the Arboretum, we have a gorgeous campus to, to walk around on and to be, to experience. And uh, I would hate for anyone that comes on to Northwest to walk into a campus that they didn't feel like was the image that Northwest has conveyed for so very long. We've got a lot to be proud of, but I, I think we've got those points of improvement that we can make. So hold myself accountable. In my daily office life, you as sustainability manager, what are maybe the top two or three things that I can make sure to do to contribute positively to you know sustainability, recycling, anything? I think from the recycling standpoint, I think what we have to be cognizant of is that beyond how we use the product, it has a life of its own. And being mindful of that, the first R is reduce. It's great. It's great to recycle the can. It's great to make sure that the, the number one and number two bottles make it into the recyclable container. But before you do that, look at what you're purchasing. Uh, take a look at the packaging. It's okay. We flip things over all the time at the grocery store to look for the, uh, look for the ingredients that we might need or the ingredients that we don't want in our food. It's okay to look at the packaging too. We can steer, we can direct the market and say that, you know, if you're going to put this thing in a, you know, a film container that we're not going to be able to repurpose for anything, that's going to have to make it into that second life after it's been recycled, that it is a material that's compatible with that. When, when uh, manufacturers moved away from glass, they pushed that responsibility on us as a consumer for this, this plastic that's out. I'm not saying plastic. Plastic is a wonderful product. It's an amazing product. We wouldn't have the medical sciences that we had. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have space exploration that we have if it wasn't for the market. But by that same token, that plastic has that second life that we have to be aware it's impactful to our environment around us. That'd be my first thing is that look at how, what you buy, you know, and look for those opportunities to reduce it. You know, it's not always it's not always about bulk, though, mind you. It's, you know, uh, just because it looks like it's a great deal because I've been there. 
I've gone to the big bulk stores and said, you know, well, if I buy this many of this, but maybe it's buying something that lasts a little bit longer, you know, rather than, you know, buying it in a volume that gives me a better discount. Buy for the duration, buy for the life of the product. Don't buy for just the short term. In your office, be mindful of your utility usage. It's so simple a thing. The old adage about shutting your lights off. Let's go to that one. They're above us, they're around us, they're everywhere. With the new modern LED technology, there is no benefit to leaving those lights on for 30 seconds, let alone five minutes or 10 minutes when you run down the hall to take care of an errand. It's okay to shut those lights off. If you have your own private space, there's no reason you shouldn't. We have modern technologies to take care of the start and stop and all of that that used to be an issue. We're, we're all chilly out there. I know you guys don't, but there might be some baseboard heaters out there. The, those are for your comfort. They're probably not going to do a lot to actually increase the overall of your office. I, I would I would say just be sure you shut them off when you're not around. You know, it, that, that amount of heat by the time you get back to that space, probably in your, you know, 100 square foot office, 120 square foot office you're probably not going to notice that much anyway. I think it's a shame we went away from computer towers because they used to be kind of mini space heaters if they were on the floor and keep your feet nice and toasty. And now that everybody has a laptop, we don't have that anymore. So. Right. Yeah. There's not as many BTUs coming off of laptops. <laughs> Hopefully not anyway. Not Hopefully for more not. than once. Excellent. Well, I mean, anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to mention, Troy, before we sign off here? Like I said, I appreciate you having given me the opportunity to introduce myself and introduce the office to, the, to your listeners. I want to applaud this because I think it's a wonderful way of getting the word out there about some folks and some things and some, you know, Northwest experiences that, uh, you know, maybe people don't know about. If anybody has any questions, um, I'm pretty emailed to, pretty easy email to get a hold of, tbrady at nwmissouri.edu, or you can email the Office of Sustainability, which is on the website as well. I, either one of those comes to me. I would like to put a plug out for Bearcats Going Green, which I am the sponsor of. We are not a large group, but we are, again, mighty. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you so much, Troy. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for everything you do for Northwest. Like I say, you're very involved and that is appreciated. And, you know, Northwest, we talk about being green and bleeding green. And I really think, you know, your position and what your office does gives new meaning to that and makes the campus even better. So thank you for, for your service and for all that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.